Hello and welcome to a brand new podcast. Now the name is Revisional, but right now we're going with the new name of People Are Lame with Isaac Gillibury. And this week I have a special guest for everybody, my brother, Bill. Now, uh, this podcast, it's not really going to have a certain subject or anything. It's just going to be more about, you know, pop culture, movies, games, just anything that pops in my head. It's just more of a, you know, sitting around and fucking around with your friends kind of feel. Yes, we do cuss, and it's not family-friendly, but it is millennial-friendly is what I'll say. So, I don't even know what the fuck today is. It's uh, Monday, January 2nd of 2017. So we just got out of 2016, and I hope 2017 is better than the 16 part, because as uh, everybody, if you see on the internet, can agree, 2016 was a really shitty year. Don't you agree, Bill? Oh, yes, I find it. It's just a horrid year. Horrid. Why do you really have to, you have to do that? I have to do what? He has to sound like a... Hi, hi, my name is Isaac. Hi, hi. You sound like a... You're doing whippets. What's it sound like? It's like you're doing whippets. It's called helium, actually. Now, what the uh, thing I want to talk about today is a certain subject that is really near and dear to my heart and is probably one of my favorite things in the world is Cock. the great... No, don't, Bill. Don't tell me your fantasies. I'll tell you mine. <laughs> and my fantasies are the cinema. It's always... As far back as I can remember, I've been, even when I was a baby, I was that kid, you sit in a fucking movie theater, I'd shut the fuck up and I'd watch the movie. And that's how I've always been. It's one of my favorite things is, uh, to, you know, I consider myself as a sponge. You're trying to eat up all the information. And some people like information of science and why we're here and all that. And I like that as much as anyone else. But my favorite thing to, you know, envelop is media especially movies you know and uh we had some really good ones in 2016 it was a pretty good year if you were a fan of disney and sadly i will say well not even sadly gladly i will say i am a whore for disney yes season pass to disney world been to the parks as many times movies you name it all over disney's dick and i could say my brother is just as gay for disney as well wouldn't you say oh yes just Slobber on the chin kind of shit. I will swallow fucking Walt Disney's gravy any day. He says, you swallow, I go, ha, 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 okay. I will and eat I do the it. corn I do out it. of Mickey's asshole. That's, yeah. that's how good I am for Disney. So, uh, the top movies of 2016. I'm going to start with the top ten, actually. And number ten this year, what do you think? Out of all the movies this year, I'm talking about domestic box office gross. I would go world, but I'd rather go domestic since right now, uh, this podcast is based out of Houston, Texas, so... I'm going to stick with the, the U.S. of A, A. And number 10, it comes in. And, well, actually, I'll go number 11 just for an honorable mention, because this is a pretty good one, was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, it's uh, based off of, uh, you know, it's a kind of, think of it as like a reboot type of thing of Warner Brothers basically trying to get money from the Harry Potter franchise that ended back in 2011 with the Deathly Hollows Part 2. But they're not necessarily leading it. J.K. Rowling's kind of taking it by the hand the whole, the whole way, though. Well, she wrote, she wrote the screenplay, 
But what Warner Warner Bros. will always try and get money from Harry Potter because that, to be honest, what the fuck does Warner Brothers have after that? They have a whole land of Harry you know. Potter. They have the DC Comics, but DC Comics, to be honest, aren't doing very well. You know, compared to Marvel, which is AKA Disney. You know, Marvel Studios is, you know, fucking hitting it out of the park every time. But they're giving the people what they want. But so you know, they went with the approach of Fantastic Beasts, which I thought was fun. But I really have do have to agree with some of the things I heard is, you know, the Harry Potter movies were kid movies, yes, but they didn't feel as kiddy as Fantastic Beasts felt to me. You know, even though Harry Potter had three kids, you know, helm the whole movie. So I liked it. It was fun. I hope it, they kind of learn from this first one and, you know, Newt Scamander, you know, it was a fun movie. I saw it once, but to be honest, it's not a movie I'll see over and over again. Right, it's not I, very memorable. I will admit, though, I I do like the chubby it. guy. I enjoyed it. He was my favorite part. Was the chubby guy? Like I win. I'm not. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but I will. Oh, admit, I love Harry Potter. I kind of went in like, oh, it's not going to be a very good movie. It's going to fall below, you know, what I would expect. But it actually went above. Oh yeah, I, was like, I, I, have I to enjoyed agree. it. I went out expecting it's going to be a shit movie. I came out I'm like I enjoyed it. I had fun. It's not necessarily something that's going to resonate with me, but it is something that I yeah. felt it was worth the money. I agree in terms of, I love Harry Potter. You know, growing up, one of my favorite things to do was, you know, as a family, we Jelly like to, beans. you know, we wouldn't read Harry Potter books, we would listen to the audiobook. So as my childhood, it's not the fucking book I cared about, it was that fucking cassette set of a book. And, you know, we started doing that around... When Prisoner of Azkaban was going to come out, so we started. We did. We listened to Prisoner of Azkaban, and after that, you know, if, and to be honest, you know, with uh, the great thing Audible, it's Audible. If you want to uh, give me a sponsorship here, I would do it for you. But <laughs> Audible has always been one of the things. Is I yeah, I own um, you know, the first couple Harry Potters on audiobook there, which are one of my favorite things to you know to do when I'm driving. So, Fantastic Beasts wasn't excited, and then when it came around, you know, see it and. It was pretty good. You know, it wasn't great, but I enjoyed it. And, you know, I kind of like the twist at the end that, oh, shit, this fucking Johnny Depp was Colin Farrell the whole time. Spoilers, buddy. He's a bad guy. Well, yeah, but this is a spoiler. This movie came out in November. If you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to. Or you don't fucking care because the internet was all over it. I consider spoilers the first two weeks of a movie's release. Unless... You know, something big. But to me, Fantastic Beast wasn't big as it was only number 11 on the top domestic, you know, grossing movies of 2016. And then number 10 is Doctor Strange. Now, this was one of my favorite movies of 2016, just in terms of I've loved... I've loved the Marvel Universe for as long as I can remember. And I've always enjoyed the Doctor Strange comics, but it was the one thing I say, I don't think it was going to make a good movie. You know, I just... How, how do you translate that into, you know, film from what we saw from, you know, pictures, you know, Jack Kirby and, you know, the, the I, I just, I didn't, I didn't see it. But when I finally saw it in the theaters, I was blown away. I watched Inception a couple days ago. And yes, it is very Inception because I was watching it. I'm like, this is Doctor Strange. Which, to be really, it's like Doctor Strange was Inception. Yeah. It's in terms of the world bending and all that. But this is done with magic and you know, I'm excited to see Doctor Strange. I just read today Doctor Strange is going to be in, you know, Thor 3 Ragnarok next year. And I'm excited for if that. If you waited for the, uh, the end. You know, 
you know, it's something people are like, oh, I didn't like how he learned magic so fast. He learned it too fast. But it's like, you're forgetting. This is Dr. Stephen Strange. This dude is, a, you know, a photogenic memory, but he's also, he, he takes to it, like, you know, white on rice. He's, it's just, you know, it was something that was kind of in him the whole time. He just didn't know he had it. That's kind of why he picked up on it so fast, you know, and we all kind of have a journey and his journey was to be you know be a famous doctor but fuck everything up and look for something new you know maybe he was always meant for that but that's what i liked you know uh, don't text while drive don't, don't do that well he wasn't even texting he was looking at an ipad looking don't don't x-ray while driving that's basically what he was doing so dr strange fun movie and it ended up with $230 million at the uh, domestic box office for the year. $230 million off of... How much let's see if they cost? show budget. Yeah, how much did it cost? It's, it's, a, it's a Disney movie, so it's probably... Any, watch, let's look for sure. $165 million. So $165 million, $230 million in the U.S. So they did make a solid... And what you have to look at that, 165 But they also throw out maybe another $100 million in, you know, marketing, especially for a Marvel movie. But that was just fucking... In terms of domestic, it had a worldwide gross of $657 million. So, yeah, Disney was very happy in terms of that. And, you know, it was up there in terms of all the other movies, which I was glad it did good. I was afraid it was going to do bad. Like, Ant-Man was fun, but Ant-Man didn't make as much money as I hoped it would. But that was, it's such a strange property. Doctor Strange, you know, a la the name, is a very strange property. Now, number nine on this is Suicide Squad. My second biggest disappointment of the year. In terms of movies, I was fucking excited for this because, A... Margot Robbie doing Harley Quinn. It's like I didn't, I didn't know I needed it until I saw her. The you know, Jared she, Leto she, was the Joker. Oh, I, I mean, I know, Leto. I know, Suicide Squad wasn't about yeah. the Joker, but it's kind of like it was kind of something new, something we haven't seen. Like you know, obviously going off of Heath Ledger, you're gonna have to really perform for the new Joker, and I, I think well, he did. I think he did, but, but here's the thing, Warner Brothers cut out fucking everything Jared Leto did Joker that's something like he's even you know I've heard he's you know contemplating even coming back in the DC universe as the Joker because I guess they shot a lot of shit and he didn't they didn't even put any of it in the movie which this is why I don't like Warner Brothers helming fucking DC universe is I like Disney's because number one they do have a plan and they've had this you know they haven't mapped out but they have everything mapped out so it doesn't overlap and it's a you know, overarching story. This is what comic books were. Back then, you'd read a comic, you know, you have to wait every month, but you wait the comic, but then sometimes the worlds merge, and you get, you know, the Avengers, you know, fighting with the uh, Defenders, and, you know, all this shit, but DC, you know, that's what comics do. That's what's fun about them doing the movies is, you know, Marvel comes out 2008, uh, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, and then, you know, 13 movies later, Doctor Strange is the latest one, is they have a big story. So when we have, you know, Infinity War come out, and I think it's next year or something, when Infinity War does come out, we're not going to be like, who's this Guardians of the Galaxy? Why, who's Doctor Strange? Who's this? Who's this Thanos guy? They've been slowly feeding you fucking Thanos since fucking 2012 with the Avengers. You know? So from 2012 to 2017 or something, we have been fed who Thanos is. Very little. 
but they have showed us all the Infinity Stones. They they did their fucking work, you know, five years in order to show us one fucking bad guy. I love that. And, you know, I really wish DC had done the same, but they're really trying to boot a fucking franchise off of, you know, they're already, there's they're going to be four movies in and they're already at the uh, Justice League, but... To be honest, that isn't enough time. And Suicide Squad was is kind of was kind of showing us the bad guys. It was giving us something we wanted, but Suicide Squad just it didn't hit a note for me. And remember how they did the reshoots because they, well, they believed did, it I, was too dark. And then when it came out, like most of those jokes that they did, I'm sorry, but they fell flat for me. They well, they what I heard that is like, that the first trailer came out, and the first trailer was you know funny and. It gave that, and then they're they're like, oh shit, you know, we don't, they, we basically, put, uh, this is what I heard, all of this, you know, is, allegedly, it was at the movie, all the jokes were in that first thing, so they're like, oh, let's go and put in some other jokes, but number one, the jokes did fall flat, and it just has a bunch of problems, which, to be honest, it's so fucking annoying that all these problems happen from... Anything, everything Warner Brothers does is completely a wreck. Everything is a wreck the entire time, if you really look at it. And, you know, that's not fun, because everything is comes out subpar, and the audience is, you know, I love it, because I love the base material, so I'm going to, you know, support it, and I'm going to suck its dick no matter what. But I'm not going to enjoy it. You know, I'm going to enjoy seeing it, but I'm, it's just going to be sad because it's like, oh, we don't talk about that now. Mm. So that's, that's another thing of the year, but Suicide Squad was fun. I do really like, you know, it's not that the movie was bad. It was just convoluted and made no sense. The story just, (sighs) this story made no sense. Mm -hmm. I love Jared Leto as the Joker, you know, because I really do like his take. His take really does feel a lot like, you know, the new Joker and shit. Like all, you know, a death in the family. I love that storyline. But they didn't have enough Joker. And Harley Quinn is awesome, but there wasn't enough Harley Quinn. Like, I feel like they tried to give us, I don't know. They just think they know what to do. Like Deadpool, to be honest, I really liked Will Smith as Deadpool. I, I liked him as that. Oh, yeah, Deadshot, sorry. You're already <laughs> well, thinking ahead. Deadpool. Deadpool comes from Deadshot. Yeah. That that's why if you you know, Wilson Wade is basically a fucking throw off on I, I forget the something guy's name in um Wilson Slade. Yeah, like Wilson Slade or something. But Wilson Wade is fucking Deadpool and that's you know basically they say fuck you, that's a Marvel dead that's why Deadpool's such a joke. Mm. So sorry if I get that. But yeah, Deadshot I like Will Smith as Deadshot and he was like my favorite character in that movie to be honest. So it was you know it was fun. So, let's see what the other movie is, because, you know, what you have to look at this podcast, too, is it's going to be full of nothing but tangents. Because that's how my brain works, is people are lame, and people have tangents in terms of stuff. That's why I'm trying to keep this week in terms of the top grossing movies of 2016, and, well, you know, short reviews. I love all these movies. I'm I'm proud to say I've seen all of them, and... I don't really have movies I say, oh, I won't watch that. Yeah, you know, I guess I'm a a cis male or something, so I don't really enjoy romance (laughs) movies or all that. Shoot me, but, you know. Hacksaw Ridge. That was a romance. I I didn't mind that romance, but I really wanted just to see 
you know, I love World Wars, so, you know, but we'll get back on the subject. So, Suicide Squad, it made $325 million at the box office with a budget of, drum roll, la 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 la, let's see, come on. A budget of seven of one hundred and seventy-five million made three hundred twenty-five domestic and four hundred and twenty million worldwide. So with the world, I mean worldwide gross is seven hundred and forty-five million. So it did really good, but that's because those first two weeks were consumer heavy because we're like, oh, this movie's going to be awesome. It's going to be, you know, it's going to make up for Batman v Superman. And then we go and we see it, and it wasn't. So, uh, Suicide Squad 2, if they make, I heard they're, heard they're making a Harley Quinn movie, and, you know, if it's Harley Quinn, what is the thing, you know, like, that's one of my favorite things about the animated series is, you know, it's Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman, you know, it's like, those three together, I like Selena Kyle and fucking Harleen Quinzel and all them, you know, that's a good, you know, it's a good mix, so hopefully, Warner Brothers needs to really start, you know, learning and another thing I need to learn on, we'll go to the number 8 movie of the year, is Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Now that is a mouthful right there. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I don't like the whole V Superman, I like to say just, Batman just versus like the Superman. Whole, just like the movie in general, it's trying to fit too much. And then they're, trying, and then they're trying to fit in the, the whole justification of, you know, Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice? Justice League. Like fuck oh fuck yourself, you know. And this movie was uh, is to be honest the second movie in the brand new you know it's called the DCIU is what they're calling it, which is the DC uh, what is it the it because it's not the DC something universe intended or something no 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 because you know there's the MCU which is the Marvel Cinematic Universe but they're trying to be it's no that it's the DCEU DC Entertainment Universe DCEU so it's the DC Entertainment Universe which is what they're calling other you know DC movies basically you know doing all the work Disney's been doing well not Disney Marvel Studios started off as its own thing you know that's why they did a property like uh, the Incredible Hulk and Iron Man because Fox owned all the X-Men and Sony owned Spider-Man and, and all you know just all the, these heroes were taken so Marvel only owned a few heroes in terms of the movie rights and they put all their money out on those and the what big boy it made it was Iron Man and it became a big thing and then Disney had purchased Iron Man 2 halfway into filming Iron you know Iron Man 2 and to be honest it was a fucking genius thing and they've become the powerhouse it is today so Batman v Superman we it was fun I love Batman Ben Affleck is Batman to be honest he was badass I want to see more of that, and I really hope they let Ben Affleck direct the next Batman movie and kick Zack Snyder out of there. I love Zack Snyder. I love the way he films, and I love you know his you know cinematography and every frame looks like a comic. But he's it's just it's just not hitting. You know they're hitting these balls and they're duds, and that's something that's really sad. Mm-hmm. So you know with the gross of two hundred and. 50 million, 250 million, that's a huge budget for a movie, it did a domestic total of 330, so you know, it's good, but we have to add in there, there's usually a hundred and some million dollars in marketing here, Yeah. so where they're going to make their money mostly anymore is, you know, the foreign totals, and they made about 542.9 million, you know, foreign, 
so for a world average of 873 million total. So, you know, it's a, it was a solid movie. It just, I saw it twice. I don't know, shit, I think, yeah, I think twice, because it was, number one, it's so fucking long, but not a good long. There's not any action in there till about two hours in. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what I like about Marvel movies is, I'm sorry, I, I feel like I'm all over Marvel's dick, but I told you I'm a Disney whore, is they know what we want. They're giving us what we want. I want action, you know, first ten minutes, action. Then a little bit of exposition. And then action. Action. A little bit of more exposition. And then finish your arc. Oh, ooh, big finale. Boom. End. Happy. You know? And then wait till end credits. I'm like, ooh, till next time. You know, that that's fucking genius. But with Mar- you know, with DC, it was just like, talk, talk, talk. Here's a glass of piss. Talk, talk, talk. Jesse Eisenberg. Blah, blah, blah. It was boring. It was boring. Like I was saying, it's because DC was trying to set up all these characters, you know. Uh, but they're not Superman, doing it well. Batman. They fit too much into it. Yeah, it's like trying to fit 10 pounds of shit in a 5-pound bag. You know, it's you're putting Lex Luthor, you're putting Doomsday, and all this, and then you're putting, you know, oh, this is these people, there's a guy who's fast, and oh, look, there's his fucking logo. We already have it made for him, you know, for the Flash. We already have the shit made out for all these people, and we're not buying it. You know, so I, I really hope they learn from it, and I will go see it every one. I'm not gonna not see these movies. It's not like oh, I have, you know, I have no fucking, you know, self control when it comes to anything superhero. I want to see it. Like Wonder Woman's the next one, and I really hope. I heard it was, you know, in development hell and all that, but I really hope they knock it out of the park because, you know, Wonder Woman is a really great character, and uh, gosh, what is her name? Uh, Wonder Woman. Her name is... It's so fucking... She's Brazilian. Oh, the actor? Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I'm looking for her name just so I can say it. Because I hate when I get like this. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Which, you know, Diana Prince. Yes, I know that. Sorry, I'm looking at all this. The actress for it is... La, la, la... Guy Godot or Gal Godot, something like that. I'm butchering this because I'm a fucking Yankee. Which I thought she was a great casting. Yeah, Gal Godot, she's great, you know. Which I don't know how tall she is, but you know, she's supposed to be tall. So it was a good movie. Like DC, they have solid casting. I like the casting. The solid casting, just bad execution. So yeah, that was Batman v Superman. And number seven. This is probably one of my favorite cartoons of the year, Zootopia. Yeah, I enjoyed it way more. I than enjoyed I the hell out of Zootopia. I wasn't expecting much, and I went in. And I, I, every joke landed. It had a good story. It had good characters. You know, it, it, you cared about the world. I want to see more of this world. I think it was cool. You know, so Zootopia, that was a real fun Disney movie, and that was like the first Disney movie of the year. I think that's why everyone got so excited for Sing, is because Zootopia already showed that. That kind of world and that kind of uh, setup works. Yeah, well, Sing's Illumination, so it's not Disney. No, I know it's not, but that's why everyone was so on its dick about it. They're like, this is going to be so good. I'm sorry, I didn't like it. And they don't show uh, Zootopia's production budget, but let's say a cartoon like that, it's probably good, let's say, 175 to $150 million on the low side, $200 million on the high side. But it had a real solid cast, and 
I had fun with it, and it made about 341 domestic in terms of millions and 682 million foreign for a worldwide gross of one point one billion twenty three million seven hundred eighty four thousand one hundred and ninety five dollars. So you know that was a the first fucking you know home run hit for Disney. Well, no, second Doctor Strange was number ten, so. We're already two things into Disney. We're on fucking number seven. So Zootopia, go see it if you haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Um, I watched Zootopia like three, four weeks ago on Netflix, and I had a great time again. You know, I, I think my favorite character is the sloth. Uh, what was his name? Um, Speed or mm. something like that. He was funny. Uh, and then we have number six, probably one of my favorite superheroes movies of the year, is Deadpool. Now, Fox did exactly what Warner Bros. needs to do, is give us what we want. When we saw a few years ago, when they, they you know, it, you know, I'm doing air quotes here, leaked of the test footage of the CG shit they're showing for Deadpool, everybody lost their fucking minds. You know, that's exactly what we wanted to see. We want to fucking, number one, Ryan Reynolds was born to be Deadpool. I'm sorry, I hated the Green, uh, Green Lantern movie. That movie sucked. Green Hornet too. That was good, but that was a Seth Rogen movie. I, I laughed. You know, it still sucked. Or I guess they're rebooting Green Hornet, but, but you know, we go off here. Is you know, Deadpool was a solid movie. And you want to know why it was solid? Rated R. I love you know PG thirteen. You can do a lot with PG thirteen these days, but you can't do that character in rated R. You know, and I love how. Fox is like, all right, we'll take the hit. In terms of, go fuck yourself if you're 13 years old. Deadpool wasn't made for you. He was made for fucking, NC, you know, 17 and up. I'm sorry, but that's just who the character is. And, of course, the little kids are going to see it anyways. And parents He's are going to be dumb and take it. He's, He's an anti-hero. Not, He's not someone that kids should well, be looking up what to. What do general. they call fucking Deadpool? The mercenary. He's the, the merc with a mouth. Merc with a mouth. Yeah. Exactly that. And you want to know what they fucking made? The Merc with the mouth. You know, Ryan Reynolds, he, that fucking character is perfect. And I love how they fucking made fun of uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. You know, that movie fucking sucked. I'm, I fucking hated the X-Men universe after that movie because it was so bad. Like, the, the his claws had never looked so bad. You know, uh... Logan's claws in that movie, they look fucking worse than the original X-Men movie. And what was that, 2001? So that was a terrible movie, and Deadpool was shitty, and then they fucking close his mouth, and oh, I have lasers in my eyes, and samurai swords in my arms, and go fuck yourself, Fox. But then you redeemed yourself by fucking making X-Men Days of Future Past and getting rid of that timeline and creating this new timeline where we can have fucking, you know, was Wade Wilson as Deadpool. And that was a good movie, and and I liked how they add Colossal. Like that was that's oh, something Cla- that he, yeah. he, he's he was he's the best. always in the comics, and well, in a movie, it's such a small budget. But um, I forget. Let's see if I can find the director's name. Um, I don't see it in here. But the guy who directed it, it was his first movie he's ever done. But he also has ties in um, like CG and shit. So he had his own little production company. And they made that shit in house. So that's why that movie looks so good on such a tiny budget of $58 million. Can you imagine making a superhero movie in today's age at $58 million? Just look at, that's probably like the first 40 minutes of, 30 minutes of Doctor Strange in terms of budget. And they made a fucking two hour movie with that? Bravo. You know, I was so impressed by that movie and... 
you know, I saw it and I laugh every time and I stayed till the end and he's like, what are you doing here? Go home, you know, the whole Ferris Bueller's Day Off thing and so, you know, I'm glad. $58 million, Fox, you know, that was probably pushing it. Fox is like, oh, we're not going to give you anything and then, you know, they luckily got $58 million and made a worldwide, you know, thing of $783,112,979, domestic $363 million and foreign $420 million. Four twenty eight. So, you know, Deadpool was a pretty good thing for the year. And now we're on the top five, huh? 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 And top five is The Jungle Book. I really liked that movie. I liked it, yeah. Another big thing, and directed by the original Iron Man uh, director, John Favreau. Yep. And, like, what did you feel about Jungle Book? Uh, like, I, I was kind of like, with the whole live action... I was like, that's going to be weird, and I bet you any money the, the characters are going to look weird. But they didn't. Oh, they, they, beautiful it, it had its. It was very beautiful. Yeah, like you were saying. Like, even the way how the in characters the, interact like with each other. 98% of that movie is... The only real person in that... Is, the only is, real is, thing is, uh, in that movie is fucking Mowgli. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it was just on green screen, and, you know. It was like that poor little kid didn't even work with any of the real actors. It was no. just people doing it, and then they went in and... And, and I, their thought, voices. Uh, I thought Bill Murray was oh, yeah. a fucking Bill great Bray's cast blue. for uh, Oh, blue. it's the bare necessities. That was a fun movie. And uh, that was my first Disney live action movie. So I haven't seen Maleficent. And I'm a huge Disney fan, but I'm just not a big fan of live action Disney movies. Maleficent like, was good, but it wasn't... Maleficent, uh, Pete's Dragon. I'll see them, but when they're on Netflix, because it will come to Netflix with uh, Netflix's new uh, everything 2016 forward for the next few years is going to go straight to Netflix first. Mm. And, you know, that had a budget of $175 million, and, you know, they did an amazing job. It's like, I'm a big CG snob. You know, I have a huge background in terms of CG, so when I watch stuff, like, I have a big 4K TV and stuff, I like to look at every little detail. You know, it's just something I notice, like, going to the movies and, you know, you you can tell it's CG, but it's so fucking, you have to be a huge snob like me and able to tell. It's like, the effects on the fur and the rain and all that, it's just, it's remarkable what you can do with the movie these days, and that one was really good. And you know, given making animals talk, that was fun. So, 175 million budget. It was a fun movie. Made 364 million domestic, 602 million foreign, and 966 million five hundred fifty thousand six hundred dollars at the box office. So, I just have one question: What do you think about them rebooting all the Disney movies? uh, Because they're they're obviously having success. Well, they're redoing them because guess what, everybody. There's money in it, and we're all going to pay to go fucking see it. Like, Beauty and the Beast is going to make a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Billion dollars worldwide. Look at Jungle Book. The fucking Jungle Book. I never really liked that cartoon. I liked the characters, but it, the cartoon was boring for me as a child. You know, I love it. But I, I liked the the live-action movie. It came out like the Jungle Book back then. It was like the live-action. I liked that one. That was pretty good. But watch, I watched it not too long ago. It was kind of lame, you know, now, but... They're going to remake every Disney movie. Like, I, Tim Burton is making a Dumbo. What? Yeah, a live-action Dumbo. Oh. Which I'd like to see what Tim Burton has up his sleeve, just in terms of, if you really like a Dumbo, Dumbo's a fucked-up movie. That's really dark. Like, those clowns are creepy. 
You know, and then when uh, Dumbo drinks the alcohol and we had the pink elephants on parade and all that shit. So, hey, you know, we'll see what they do. But I don't know. That was the first one I've seen. And I'm really, I'll see Beauty and the Beast, but I, I love the cartoon, you know. And it's usually shot for shot. You know, they add some extra shit and just to make it like, oh, no, this is out, you know, live action. But I, I thought that was very weird when people said that the Beast was too ugly. Like, that I don't like the, I don't like the Beast look in the live action trailer I saw he looks fake you know we yeah. live in this day and age but, but I, the beast in Beauty and the Beast you know 1991's Beauty and the Beast cartoon he's fucking tight that's a t- fucking rip that off it's live action it's Disney rip off his look mm-hmm. you know he translated really well where this one looks like fucking elephant man with hair on him <laughs> You know, and Emma Watson, I love Emma Watson, you know, Miss Hermione Granger. I've been in love with her since I saw her, you know, start becoming a teen like I did back in um, Prisoner of Azkaban. I fucking loved that movie when I was a kid, and I had a huge crush on Emma Watson, and it's, you know, I've had a crush on her ever since. So, uh, live action, good, Jungle Book was fun. And then we go to number four. I like this movie just because I like the comedian who's in it is The Secret Life of Pets was number four this year on the oh Louis C.K. box office I love Louis C.K. Uh, Kevin Hart was hilarious in it you know even though the bunny was a bit too much it was a bit too much it was a fun movie you know that's all it was I enjoy- I had a good couple hours and I saw it I mean well hour and a half you know, it was a fun movie with a budget of 75 million that's pretty good for a cartoon these days and a domestic of 368 million and uh, four and five hundred and seven million for a worldwide gross of eight hundred and seventy-five million. So uh, that was number four, and this is domestic. So it's three hundred sixty-eight. So it made four million more than the Jungle Book did. So that's why it's four. And then we get to the big top three. Now this third one, I said Deadpool, but uh, fuck, you know it's really hard. It's, I loved all these movies I saw this year, but Captain America: Civil War, best fucking superhero movie. Not because, oh, it's all this, but because they, that, getting to see these, you know, 12 movies, characters built up, fucking go at it at that airport. You know, it's, you know, a few characters, because they can only put so much in a movie. But seeing Ant-Man become Giant-Man is worth it alone. And they fucking put Spider-Man in it. We finally got Spider-Man, everybody, into a Marvel Cinematic Universe. He was perfect. I like I like the kid. I don't I don't really know his name. He is a perfect Spider-Man for me, you know. And I like how they put him in there. We don't need an origin story. He exists. We already know what fucking happened. Yes, Aunt May is a little young, but we know everything has happened. We've seen two fucking reboots. We've read the comics. We know what happened. So, just kind of fit him in there. And guess what they did? They gave us exactly what we asked for. So yeah, we got you know he was the best part of it for me in terms of. Another- I, I was really afraid for it, but. You know, he's a kid. He, number one, he's a kid. You know, people are like, he sounds too little. Like, oh, I'm a Spider-Man. Well, he's supposed to. He's a fucking high schooler. You know, and he's like 20 years old in real life or something. But he sounds like a kid. He looks like a kid. You know, I love Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire is my first Spider-Man because I was, you know, that right age. What was that, like 2000? Mm-hmm. Fun movie. But <laughs> he looks 30 years old as a high schooler, you know, back then. It's like they have adults as high schoolers. And I understand, you know, there's, you know, shooting restrictions for people 18 and under and all this stuff. Yes, I understand the movie industry and how it works. But still, give us somebody who looks young. And Peter Parker was young and 
Number one, Robert Downey Jr., that was awesome. We had the Winter Soldier in it. That guy's cool, even though I don't like the whole... If you look on the internet, everybody's like, Oh, um, Bucky and uh, Steve have sex. I don't like that, but... You know, it's just because I've seen so much of that shit on, like, Tumblr and all that, that it's like, ew, please stop, please. <laughs> you're ruining, you're ruining So to get off me. topic from that, <laughs> I liked, I liked the, uh, Civil Wars because how influential it was to the universe. It was the two big head honchos, which, well, yeah. it wasn't even just, it was just, like, the friction that was causing between them. It wasn't, well, like... yeah, it was, uh, aka, you know, Civil War in terms of... I, I like it because it's like you, Civil War really isn't a movie you can show somebody if they've never seen a, a Marvel movie though you can't just show that to them mm-hmm. because it's a build up on the Avengers it's a build up on the Winter Soldier it's a build up on Age of Ultron you know like and when this shit happens frictions so much happens this movie yeah. huh? you know? it wasn't and like oh I don't it. like you now it's Tony and Steve oh yeah Tony always? and Steve have been duking it out since mm-hmm. uh well, because Tony has never liked Steve because he hurt, you know, hurt his dad growing up this whole life. Like, oh, Steve was amazing, blah, blah, blah. Basically saying, I'm fucking tired of you, like, fangirling over this dude. But Steve was a solid guy, and that's why he kind of holds that against him. You know, the whole conversation they have. But, you know, it, it gave us, like, you know, the Civil War comics, yes, at the end, uh, Iron Man ends up killing Captain America. But you can't kill Steve Rogers. If you kill fucking Chris Hemsworth, I don't want to see because... To me, you cannot have Iron Man be your favorite character because he's everybody's favorite character in, you know, that universe. Because RDJ, you know, Robert Downey Jr., excellent. He is Tony Stark. But I, my favorite character is Steve Rogers, you know, Chris Hemworth as Captain America. He's just so good because he's the values of America. And it's a fun movie. And, you know, the stakes feel real. It's not like uh, how... You know, Batman v Superman, like, oh, Batman, I'm going to kick his ass because he's an alien. He has too much power. I'm going to kick his ass. And then, oh, I'm going to stab you. Save Martha. Oh, Martha. Uh, wait, your mama's name is Martha? Oh, Chris Evans. Sorry, I was going Chris Hemsworth. That's Thor. Chris Evans. There's so many Chris's. Like, the one Chris I will get right is Chris Pratt because, you know, a.k.a. Star-Lord, all the Chris's in that. Which Parks and Rec was such a... Yeah, well, which I've liked Chris. Yeah, Chris Pratt. I've liked him that. since that. And I, liked I just loved Trevor. how he just kind of yeah. well, Chris Evans snowballed into something. I like Chris Evans with Thor, but Chris Evans. He's if I was a female and I had to choose one of the one was the hottest, it'd be Chris Evans. That dude's <laughs> fucking buff, and I wish I looked like that. Shit. But Captain America, real fun movie, and you know, real solid. But then, you're saying solid, and then you're saying that you're going to go gay for. Whoa, whoa, everything in that stuff. Is you like, really like that movie, didn't you? No, but I have to choose like guys, just like uh, my two favorite actors right now. Who, if I was a woman, give me a lady boner, would be uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Hardy. Those are my two favorite actors right now in terms of um, they're good-looking guys. But I fucking like watching them. You know, they're fucking cool. They're Tom Hardy's badass. And Tom Chris Hardy Pratt, is the kind of guy where you don't recognize him. In and the Chris movie. Pratt can be a leading man, but he's funny and he has good execution on his jokes. Like I just watched uh, Jurassic World last uh, even Passenger last weekend, and it's like that's a good movie. And it's like he he says these jokes, but for me they land. And you know, Passengers that was a fun movie too. Like it, it had its serious points in a lot of it, you know. But it was a good movie. I, the I, jokes I didn't that think he, it he, he the put out there. Got. We're fucking funny, and they landed, and you're like, 
Wow, that's really witty. He's fucking witty, and that's what I like about him. Yeah, that's he was a lot good of by himself. I really like that, like him being by himself a lot. It's like he—he's a good—he's a leading man, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Captain America: Civil War. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's on Netflix right now, and uh, so that was one of the top movies of the year. Now let's look at the budget on this. We have a budget of two hundred and fifty million, and I can understand that. And I think this is done by uh, who's it done by? I think it's the Russo brothers. And I really like these brothers. They they know how to make a, you know, a Marvel movie. So we had a budget of two hundred fifty million, and it made four hundred eight million domestic and seven hundred forty five million foreign for one point one five three billion worldwide. Yeah, the Russo brothers, and they're awesome. Like, what movies have they done? And they used to direct Arrested Development. That's what I know. That's why I haven't seen it myself, but. I heard if you look in the, uh, what is it, the airport scene, they have the fucking, uh, the, the stair car in there from Arrested Development. So that was, you know, it was a fun movie, you know, made a shit ton of money, and then that was, what was that, number three? Uh, yeah. And then we go to number two, which this is number two, but it's only been in theaters for 16 days since, you know, it came out on the 16th. And that is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Fucking deserves it. It was awesome. It was fucking awesome. It was... It, to be honest, it's one of the best Star Wars movies. Just in terms of, yes, I love the Sega and I love the Skywalkers. But this was a war movie. You yeah. know, people say, oh, it's a war movie. But it's like, that's what we wanted. It's like, people are like, oh, I didn't like that they killed all of them. It's like, but they got fucking slaughtered by the Empire. It shows you what the Empire does. That little feeling you felt in your heart when K2SO died, when Jin died, when um, the Secret of the Wills guy died, and that cool guy with the uh, with the cheating multiplayer gun. Mm-hmm. We know when he died. It's like you felt sad during that, yeah, because it's like that's what the Empire did. It's like we had amazing people, but the Empire fucking murdered the shit out of them. And that's just how it goes. Even with the scene with Darth Vader... No one really got how fucking, like, how Darth Vader could just decimate. Like, you were even reading the books. Oh, yeah. How you fucking... Well, that was just cool about with Rogue One is I saw Rogue One, but before it, I had read the book. It's called Rogue One um, Catalyst. And Catalyst is a prequel where it talks about Galen Erso and Orson Krennic. Uh, you know, it was, I think it's like maybe two years into the Clone Wars. And, you know, some planet, blah, blah, blah. But it basically shows, like, how Krennic slowly got Galen to... Because Galen was, just like, you know, we were talking about um, Hacksaw Ridge. He was a conscientious objector. You know, he wouldn't work for the Republic. He wouldn't work for the Separatists. He he was in the middle because he didn't he didn't want to support either side. You know, even though the company he was working for, you know, sold weapons to both sides because, you know... It's, in times of war, that's where they make the most money. But Rogue One was epic. And yeah, just the ticket price alone for that fucking Darth Vader scene at the end. Oh, yeah. It's like you see it black and you see that sapphire fucking saber go out. <sighs> epic. Epic. And I like how we see how mean he is because people are like, oh, yeah, but he wasn't as that, you know, mean and shit in like the, the Star Wars, the original Sega. But people don't realize it's like this is what I like to think. 
is Vader knew he, he he could fill in him that Luke was his kid. You know, he could that's why he took it easy on uh, Leia and shit too. Is I think he could feel he didn't know it, but he felt it in the force. Mm. You know, he could kinda he could feel it in that's you know, he, he he played it easy. Like, oh well why didn't he do that to Luke and all that? Because he was he played it soft. He's like, Don't fucking hurt my kids. And so, so the, you know, that's how I just did he kill him? No, we saw he took what he it did to those on. guys in the fucking little room. He could have easily fucking did that. He could have said, join me, and, like, choked him out. But did he? Mm-hmm. So, that was a good movie. Really fun. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll probably see it again. Yeah, it, it was... Rogue One was epic. I, uh, right I now, I'm wearing a Star up. Wars Boba Fett shirt. I'm wearing a Star Wars hat. Mm-hmm. I'm... Like I say, I love Disney. That's why I was really glad Disney bought Star mm-hmm. Wars. Is Star Wars has been that that's my that's my shit right there. Star Wars. I know everything about the universe. I read all, you know. That's why I'm glad that they kind of took you know added all the old books of Star Wars Legends now, and now the new ones are all canon because it's a new universe where I can read everything is in the universe. It's very attainable now. Whereas you know, before it was, it was like was there's like, oh, fucking there's too, much. there's too much. I can't do this. I mean, you tried, but you couldn't. So those are all books I, you know, I read all the new ones and, you know, Catalyst was the last one I read and I'm looking forward to Thrawn coming out next year and, you know, it's a universe I really like. That's why I like Star Wars. It's a, it, it's a, it's a universe that's so alive. Yeah. And all right. This is one thing that I loved about Rogue One is how it explained, because, you know, as, as many years as we've, we've known about Star Wars, everyone's always complained. Why would they put a fucking exhaust port that could destroy the whole thing? And yeah, that's Rogue One fucking said, explained yeah. it. Well, if mm-hmm. you look at this summer, you know, in June, Star Wars will be 40 years old. Mm-hmm. So 40 years ago, people have been saying this shit. It's like, no, that's lame, blah, blah, And they basically said, fuck you, this is why. You know, Galen Ernst was like, oh, you know, I decided to join them in terms of I could fucking have, lay my revenge really small, this tiny little thing that'll fucking cause it to explode and you fuck the whole system over by just adding that tiny little thing you know small enough for the empire not to notice and that's why and you know it fits so well and then right and then it starts and boom a new hope starts and i like you know people like oh, they, they see hope a lot well it's, yeah because they're trying to you know justify why it's called star wars a new hope and it was great execution you haven't seen rogue one if you don't like the star wars movies go fuck yourself because people are lame. You're lame. You you are lame if you don't like Star Wars. I understand uh, if you're Star you know, Star Trek they're two different things. It's like you can join both equally. But here's the thing though that I like Star about Wars Rogue is a One space is fantasy you don't, opera. Well, I guess you, you, you could see the uh the prequels, but Rogue One you could you could you, just watch Yeah, you don't have to be a Star Wars fan to understand it. Yeah, you, you don't you get don't have the, to you don't get jump all the into this huge universe. You could just go into it and say, Okay, this is what yeah. It just kind of gives you everything you need, and you know, you know you won't get all. You know, that's what I like about Rogue One is there's all those little references, and I love how they brought Tarkin back, and people are like, oh, you know, Peter Cushing. That's ugh. Well, I'm like, and even with Leia, Peter Cushing is Tarkin. If you look at the end of Revenge of the Sith, they have a, a lookalike. Um, you know, they call it. You know, his it's Grand Moff Tarkin, but Tarkin always preferred to be called Governor Tarkin. Because he was a governor of his planet first, so he's always kind of held the name governor. But 
Tarkin, and the, the guy fucking looks weird. It's like I play the, I used to play the Star Wars card trader game, and I never liked that card. Like he looked creepy, and it's like this one, the CG. We had we we were in that way. It's like the CG face looks fucking solid. Mm-hmm. So you know, sorry uh, we get on a big Star Wars thing, but you, I could talk about Star Wars all day. It was an epic movie. Whole, whole it episode. breaks my heart. Carrie Fisher died. No rest in peace, Miss Carrie Fisher. She died so fucking young. She's sixty years old. You know, I wish she could have finished out the Sega. And now, you know, they'll probably CG her. Not in terms of, like, a, a big character, but, like, CG her, like, on a spaceship. Like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'm being attacked. Oh, kaboom. Dead. Or something like that. You know, th- it, it'll suck, but, they, you know, they have to kill her. I don't want them to do a Paul Walker and just <laughs> go into the sunset or something. Yeah. It's like, we know she's dead. But, you know, we lost our princess. We lost Leia, and... It's sad. I I watched on YouTube a few days ago where it was the end, the last couple minutes of Rogue One, and then it was the first couple minutes of A New Hope, where it was shown right when uh, they're on the uh, ship and then Vader's lightsaber goes off and he fucks all those guys up, you know, some cabinet in the theater. It was on YouTube. And then it starts with A New Hope. And it's like at the end when she's talking to Vader, I teared up. I honestly teared up in a couple tears. I wasn't expecting that, but I was like, fuck, she, you know. She was she was awesome. It's it's sad that she's gone. Like sixty years old. Yeah, you know, that lady did a lot of drugs though. She was you know and she was. You live that hard, your little heart's gonna give out. You know girls after a while. Drugs are bad. Don't So yeah, Rogue One. Go see it. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher and uh, Miss Debbie Reynolds. You know she died of a broken heart. That's how I think of it. Mm-hmm. Is I heard her the last words she said to her son because she was at her son's house in Hollywood. Uh, they're planning Carrie's funeral the day after, and she was crying, and she says, I want to be with Carrie, and then she had her stroke, so her last words, you know, she wanted to be with her daughter, and, you know, hopefully they're, they're up there, or, you know, I hope there's an afterlife, well, that's a different subject for a different yeah, day. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, you know, it was a fun movie, and, you know, it's... It's number two, and it's been out 16 days, so that's a good thing for a Star Wars movie. And it's standalone. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it, and it proved that it you can make have... a standalone Star Wars story, mm-hmm. which I understand it feeds into the new one, but, you know, you know, I hope that Han Solo one is good and shit, but I would like to see a Yoda or something, but I like... It's a, such a rich universe. There's so much shit they could show us. So I'm, I look forward to that. And it had a budget of $200 million. And this one was directed by Gareth Edwards. I really like Gareth Edwards. You know, he did a that like Monsters movie, and then his the first like big budget movie he made was Legendary's Godzilla, and that you know that was cool. It's like it was he had such a small budget, where that's why they didn't show a lot of Godzilla, you know, and shit just because of the budget. So hopefully the next Godzilla is gonna have a shit ton of Godzilla. Aren't they planning on doing a Godzilla versus? Oh, they're gonna do yeah. That's what uh, Kong Skull Island is. And then after that, it's going to be Godzilla, and then after that, it's going to be, like, King Kong versus Godzilla or something. That's going to be fucked. And people are like, oh, Godzilla is, you know, so much bigger than King Kong. But you want to know what's a theory I heard? Because, yeah, Kong is fucking huge on Skull Island in the trailer, but they're like, he's still a fucking, you know, he's like a teenager still. He's going to get bigger. So, you know, I like I like to think that, you know, because, yeah, he's going to get bigger. And if you really look at, what, what was it, um, King Godzilla versus King Kong, that old movie, remember that? We had it on VHS. Uh-huh. He touches electricity and he gains all this power and he'd get bigger and shit. Maybe they'll do that. Something like that, but 
you know, as I said, tangent. But Rogue One, budgeted $200 million. Gareth Edwards is awesome. Uh, good job on that. Uh, domestic, so far, is $439,714,705. Foreign is $350 million. And worldwide, $789,714,705. So, you know, it's made a good chunk of change. And it'll probably be number one again next week. And I'll go see it again. I thought it was fun. I, I showed it to uh, I saw it for my birthday. It came out for my birthday. Uh, I saw it in Dolby Cinema. Epic Ghost. Uh, Dolby Cinema. I like IMAX. It doesn't hold a candle to Dolby Cinema. No, no. That Dolby Atmos. Like, even the, the beginning uh, shot where yeah. it was just the stars. How black those darks were. And, and what, the sound. What's the thing? And they have them. If you look at like your local AMC, it's called Dolby Cinema at AMC Prime. Uh, at Dolby, you know, Dolby Cinema is. It has Dolby Atmos, which if you don't know what that means, Dolby Atmos is you know you get sound from all sides and the top and shit. So it's you know 3D sound. Which is an amazing sound. Oh, yeah. But you can get that at most theaters. But they also have a thing called, you know, their their new Dolby projectors, which they have such deep blacks. And so it's amazing, you know, laser projectors that they use. And the colors are really vibrant. And, you know, HDR, which is high dynamic range, those, they, they have that too. So you get really good lifelike colors. So, it, you know... Put put those together, and you know, to be honest, if you go for you know matinee, it's like ten ninety nine a ticket. Pretty solid, you know, especially for Houston, they're kind of expensive here. But it was fun, and I've seen it twice in Dolby Cinema, and then I, for my birthday birthday, I saw it in in an IMAX, which I tried to find like a real IMAX, and it was kind of a real IMAX, but they used a digital projector, but it, the screen was still that big. I could so like the pixels kind of annoyed me. I yeah. could kind of see the pixels yeah, throughout I it. So, that's why coming from before, when there's that star screen, you know, it's the stars and you can see, you can kind of see pixels, but then with Dolby Cinema, it's like those blacks are so black, it looks like space, it was awesome. Mm. So, go see Rogue One. And then we have the first movie, and this is a good movie, I really liked it, uh, is Finding Dory, number one. You know, it was a good movie, Uh, it made me cry in some parts, but... I also have to admit, yes, I am a millennial, everyone, and we are in Houston, Texas right now, but we were both born and raised in Denver, Colorado, so I was high when I saw this movie. And it, I bawled. I bawled. Like, I, I fucking got cherry-eyed watching the uh, little bird short film in the beginning. <laughs> so, I didn't know that was it, but I still remember the whole movie and all that. I was really baked, but it was a fun movie. You know, it's it. the graphics are so good in it. Like, compared to Finding Dory, it's like, man, this shit looks so real. It looked really good. I saw it in 3D. So it was a real fun movie. It, it doesn't have a production budget, but we'll say it's Pixar, so $200, 250000000 I think, for a budget on that. You know, and a shit ton of marketing. But it did domestic at $486 million, foreign $541 million for a worldwide total of $1,027,771,569 dollars. So, you know, it was a fun movie. I, I really don't have much to say about that. You know, it was solid. And, I'm, you know, people are like, oh, cash out and shit. But I'm like, I do really like the thing. And I like I like to, we got to see the characters again and where they are. And I, I'm looking forward to The Incredibles 2 coming out. I think it comes out this year. So, the best part of 2016 for me was movies. Yeah. And we've named the top 11, actually, because we had an honorable mention in there. 
but they're all solid movies. Go see them. If you haven't, they'll probably be on Netflix and shit, because a lot of them are Disney, and Disney has that partnership with Netflix. So, yeah, that's basically the first podcast of People Are Lame, and you're lame if you haven't seen these movies, but you can, uh, you can always come back from the lame side, which, to be honest, you know, the name People Are Lame, I'm fucking lame. I'm lame. Everything I said here is lame. I'm a... People have called me since, you know, my whole life. Nerd. Is, you're a nerd, yeah. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I fucking don't give a shit. Because anymore, it's cool to be a nerd. So, uh, everybody, I'm fixing my glasses here. And this is the first podcast for People Are Lame. And we'll see you next week with a new topic, with new stuff. And I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a lot movie-heavy this time. But I just wanted to look for a subject that was easy to talk about and was pretty easy to close out 2016 right, so... Thank you for joining me, uh, my brother Bill. Yep, yep, yep. And I am Isaac Gillibury, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good one.